Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Faithful Niner Empire. What's good? What's good? What's good? You know who it is. It's your boat. Jake in the bay. Faithful Niner Empire. What's good? You know who it is. It's your boy, Jay in the Bay. Welcome back, Faithful. Welcome back. We have some playoff football to discuss in this episode of What's Good with yours truly, Jay in the Bay. And what a season it has been for our San Francisco 49ers. I would love for you guys and gals to Type in the comments, what's most memorable about this season for you? Uh, this season has been a lot of ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster type season from, you know, losing two of our quarterbacks, obviously, to, to season ending injuries, uh, losing to Chicago, to Denver, starting out the season three and four. So it's definitely been some character building involved in this season. Kudos, credit to Kyle Shanahan for keeping this team together. John Lynch pulling off one of the greatest 49er trades or one of the greatest trades in 49er history, I should say, by bringing in CMC. Man, it's been an incredible ride. And now we are in the second part of the season. Of course, can't forget to mention this 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 record setting uh, defense that we have uh, on our hands with the 49ers. So it's been an incredible season. Of course, BP. Can't forget about Brock Purdy, right? Of course, Brock Purdy and George Kittle resurgence. So a lot of things to talk about about this regular season. And now we are in part two of this season. We've got the playoffs. Who would have thought the 49ers would be the second seed and on a 10-game winning streak going into the playoffs? I mean, that's some incredible stuff. Going 6-0 and in the division that hasn't been done since 1997. It's, it's just been an incredible year, incredible year. Uh, and now we get to play the gum chewer in Seattle, or excuse me, we get to play the gum chewer at Levi Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. 
And obviously we've had a great rivalry with them for easily the last 10 to 12 years. Uh, they have had the upper hand, you know, the last, I would say 10, 11 years, but I think we're starting a new trend here. Obviously the 49ers have won the first two games versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks offense has been just putrid against the 49ers only scoring one touchdown against us. Geno Smith. Hey, uh, you know, kudos to him. He's had the best year of his career. His career was rejuvenated in Seattle. I think he's thrown at 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He's been great for them, except when they play against the 49ers. He hasn't been a good player against the 49ers. He's had pedestrian numbers, uh, one interception. He's been efficient, but against his top tier, number one defense, you, you're going to need more than efficient. You're going to need spectacular in order to win uh, against this team. Obviously, the Seahawks love to run the ball with Kenneth Walker, but they've had trouble running the ball against the 49ers, only about 88 rushing yards in two games. So uh, it's going to be definitely be a battle. Pete Carroll is going to have his team prepared, ready to play. And it's always fun going up against a division rival. And I'm looking forward to this game. But obviously, I think the Niners have some advantages. And we'll talk about it in Jay's five big things. Let's get it. Five big things. Number one faithful, it's the Geno Show. The Seahawks love to run the ball. They've got an excellent back, a rookie in Kenneth Walker, who's up for uh, you know Offensive Rookie of the Year. Very talented guy, but he just hasn't been um, productive versus the 49ers defense. We've got one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I think only way for the Seahawks to really win this game or I should say, at least to stay close in this game, Geno Smith is going to have to make some plays. He can make some plays with his legs, but he's also going to have to make some plays with his right arm. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, definitely one of the two better uh, wide receiver tandems in the league, no doubt. But they haven't really had big games versus us. Um, like I said before, they've only scored one uh, touchdown in the last two games when we've played each other. I just don't think that's going to all of a sudden change overnight. Like this is going to be a high scoring game. I just don't see it. Hey, respect to Gino having a hell of a season, best season of his career. But when he plays against the Niners, he's just another guy. He's a Jag. Just, 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 just be real. Um, so I think that's the way we beat the Seahawks. That's one of the ways we shut down the run, force Gino Smith uh, to beat us. And I just don't think he can do that. Let's move on to number two. Keep it simple, faithful. We know what formula works. We know we're just going to pound the ball. We're going to run the ball. It doesn't matter who's in the backfield. And speaking of the backfield, it's the healthiest it's ever been this season. We got CMC, Elijah Mitchell's back, TDP, uh, JP Mason. So it'll be interesting to see which backs will be up on game day. If I had to imagine, it would probably be just three uh, CMC uh, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. I think those would be the three that would be up on game day, but that's what we have to do. Through two games so far this year versus the Seattle Seahawks, 49ers have rushed for over 300 yards. So clearly the Seahawks have trouble stopping the run. I could easily see 35 to 40 carries mixed between those three guys and we win the time of possession. 
And that's the formula that works for the 49ers. You run the ball, and BP has done an excellent job in getting the ball to his playmakers. Have you guys seen George Kittle over the last half a dozen games? I mean, uh, he's he finished the season with 11 touchdowns. I think that's the first time he finished the season with double-digit TDs. Uh, and I think he has seven touchdown passes from Brock Purdy. So clearly they've got a connection, and it's good to see BP able to get uh, his playmakers to ball. We've seen Brandon IU get a thousand yard receiving season. The first time he's done that in his career. So just run the ball, BP, make good decisions. That's what you've been doing the last handful of games and get the ball to your playmakers. Number three, turnovers, 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 turnovers. Now this, this 49ers defense has been incredible in getting uh, turnovers against the opposing offenses in the month of December. The 49ers have had 16 combined turnovers. That's incredible. Uh, every game that we've played in December, the secondary has been picking the ball off. We've also been punching the ball out and getting fumbles. And obviously this gives extra opportunities to the offense to go down and score. I think this is also part of the reason why the 49ers have scored 30 points in a ton of their games uh, in the back half of the season. Uh, also, of course, Brock Purdy helps with that. But uh, I think we've seen an, an influx of points, and I think the turnovers are definitely uh, attributed to that. So I think that will continue uh, against the Seahawks. I think Geno has thrown one interception uh, to us in the first two games, and I could definitely see him throwing another one. And we possibly getting a forced fumble. Uh, you, we saw Tayshawn Gibson, uh, Talanoa Hufunga getting multiple picks this year, and I think that will continue definitely in this game. Number four. Keep it in check. So what I've noticed from the 49ers, the last few games, we have to keep our penalties in check. We have to play button up football. We can't afford to give extra opportunities to the opponent. And the way you avoid that is you play sound football. You know, you, you play to the whistle, um, you play to the, the letter of the law, the rules. Um, and also, you got to eliminate plays downfield. Um, D'Amico Ryan spoke to this, you know, got to have eye discipline. You know, if you're playing man coverage, you're guarding your receiver, keep your eyes on the man. Don't look in the backfield. Don't try to make a play that's not yours to be made. Just do your job. That's why there's 11 guys on the field. You're not out there by yourself. So that's definitely one thing I want to see in this game. Don't allow the big plays. We know Geno Smith. He can definitely throw the ball deep. And uh, he has weapons that can definitely get the uh, get downfield and he can deliver the ball downfield. So it's going to be very imper imperative to stick to your keys in the secondary and, uh, you know, just do your job and uh, don't try to do too much. And um, of course, just, um, you know, playing discipline football, um, not getting multiple penalties. We've seen our secondary get a little handsy. Uh, I think Demo Lenore will definitely be targeted in this game. And we've seen him and let's be honest, we've seen Mooney Ward get some penalties as well. So we're going to have to definitely keep those to a minimum. Number five. Underrated. <laughs> this special teams unit has been underrated in my book. Uh, I love what I've seen from Robbie Gold. Is he perfect? No, but he's he's damn near perfect. He's having an excellent season. He is one of the, you know, the, the, the best kickers easily of the last 20 years. And I'm glad that he's on our squad. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski has won special teams player of the week, special teams player of the month. Um, he's having a, a hell of a year. That was money well spent that the Niners 
uh, went out and signed him to an extension. I believe last week he had three punts that were in uh, the 20-yard line. Obviously, that makes it much more difficult uh, for the opposing offense to score touchdowns. So, uh, and Ray-Ray McLeod, I mean, we haven't really had a dynamic returner in Ray-Ray since probably Ted Ginn. Ray-Ray hasn't had a touchdown yet but there's no doubt he's getting positive yardage on punt returns and kick returns. Like last year, Shanahan was like, Hey, special teams, just don't lose it for us. You guys remember that, right? Like <laughs> that's how bad the special teams unit was last year. Just don't lose the game for us. And now the special teams is a strength. It's not a weakness. Like you're only as good as you know, your unit, you know, if there's a weak link, which last year was special teams, it also weakens the team, but I feel like there is no weak unit on the squad right now. And uh, the investments in the off season, uh, bringing in guys, uh, you know, George Oldham, Oren Burks, Ray Ray McLeod, bringing in a new special teams coordinator. I think those uh, investments have definitely paid off. So I expect a special teams unit in this game to play a big part uh, in a victory for sure. And those are Jay's five big things. Let's get into Hey Jay. Hey Jay. Hey Jay is where viewers send in their questions regarding the 49ers game uh, to me. And uh, let's get the first question. We have Jess. What's good? Appreciate the question. Jess. Jess says, "Can Mooney? If Mooney Ward is covering DK, how does D'Amico handle covering Tyler Lockett?" Uh, I would expect Mooney Ward to shadow DK. Um, I, I love watching those two guys go, um, you know, face each other in a the game. They're very physical. Um, and I think Mooney Ward has done an excellent job in covering DK. Hasn't allowed a touchdown against DK this season. And DK hasn't really been productive versus Mooney Ward. I think you could possibly double Tyler Lockett um, or just, you know, line up Demo Lenore against Lockett and say, hey, this is your guy. Um, do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And um, I think if, uh, if Demo Lenore, Demo Lenore has gotten better throughout the season. Uh, I think Demo Lenore is, is usually in good position. It's just, can he make a play on the ball? Uh, with Tyler Lockett, you don't really have to worry about his size. He's, he's a quick, speedy wide receiver. He could also line up in the slot. So Jimmy Ward would definitely have his hands full against Tyler Lockett. But uh, I think the best way to help a secondary is the pass rush. I mean, if the pass rush is, is getting after Geno, he's uncomfortable in the pocket. He's not going to be able to make accurate throws or throw the ball when he necessarily wants to. So I think as long as you keep everything in front, you don't allow the big plays. I think Lockett, he's going to get some catches. DK, he'll probably get some catches, but just keep them out of the end zone. Um, and, that, and that's kind of like how this defense has been playing. Um, you know, usually on the on the team, opposing team's first drive, they may get some first downs. They may get some 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 uh, easy 10, 12-yard pass patterns. But um, we like to keep everything in front. You don't want to uh, allow big plays over the top. And that's kind of like what this defense does best. Um, so pass rush. Make Gino fluster in the pocket and Demo Lenore, uh, you know, you get your hands full against Tyler Lockett. That's for sure. Appreciate the question, Jess. Bearded 49er. What's good? He says, what is the 49ers biggest advantage versus 
the Seahawks. I would definitely say it's our run game. It's our offensive and defensive lines. That's going to also be a huge key in this game. The offensive lines definitely going to have to establish the line of scrimmage, uh, push the defenders off the ball. And that's something that we've seen in the last two games. We've rushed for over 300 yards in, in, uh, in total in, in both games. And I just think that's a huge advantage. Also, our defensive line against their offensive line, I think there's definitely some advantages there with, you know, Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year candidate, and Eric Armstead inside. Like, we just have a lot of depth on that defensive line. So I would say that's our biggest advantage, our uh, offensive line and defensive line, and just running the ball. Seahawks struggle at stopping the run, and we've seen that in the first two games. And I think that will continue. I think that's a trend that will definitely continue. Appreciate the question, Bearded 49er. We have Heather. What's good? Heather says, since this, this is the Seahawks' second time facing Brock Purdy, do you think the Seahawks will make it hard on Brock? That's a very good point. You know, this is, I think this is the first time that Brock Purdy will be facing a defense for the second time this season. Uh, but I, I just don't see... I just don't see what the Seahawks can do to really get Brock Purdy off of his game. You know, what we've seen from Brock Purdy, he is um, he like the moment isn't too big for Brock. Brock is very composed. The, clearly, those four years and starting at Iowa State has paid off greatly for him. He just looks comfortable in the pocket. It doesn't matter if uh, a blitzer is in his face. He's going to step in the pocket, and make that throw and take the hit uh, or he can run away from the defenders. I just don't see who on Seattle is going to be a playmaker on defense. I think as long as Brock Purdy doesn't turn the ball over, I think we'll be fine. Um, he's got, you know, check downs and kiddo. He's got check downs and CMC. Let's get, let's see juice, get some more catches. You know, everyone's always surprised, or at least the defense is when he gets some catches. So I just don't see Seattle's defense doing much to rattle Brock. I just don't see it happening, but great question. Away, Jay. All right, now it's time. Appreciate all the questions. Now it's time for Fade Away. Jay, I appreciate everyone watching this episode, this special episode of uh, the 49ers and Seahawks uh, playoff preview. Um, hopefully everyone is staying safe out there, especially if you're in Cali with all the rain we're getting. And it, we are expecting rain during the game. And I think this will benefit the 49ers because we want to run the ball. Uh, we're going to run the ball 35, 40 times. We're going to stop the Seahawks running game and force Geno Smith to beat us. And I think that's the key for the game. Uh, this defense has been playing lights out. I know we had some hiccups versus the Raiders. I know, but <laughs> the Raiders, that was their Super Bowl. They definitely wanted to win that game. And uh, I think the Raiders weapons, uh, especially with the, uh, you know, at quarterback, I think he did some things to us that um, I think Gino can do, but I think we'll be better prepared for it. That is one thing we do struggle with is a mobile quarterback, but uh, I like the 49ers chances in this game. I think uh, we slow down the run, force Gino to beat us. I think that's the, the keys to the game. And of course, who wins on the money down, the third down, which the 49ers defense has been doing very well at, but um I think it's going to be it's going to be a wet and sloppy game. I think we're going to see a lot of CMC. Hopefully we'll continue to see George Kittle. Debo Samuel will be back. How effective will he be? We'll see. But um, I definitely like the 49ers chances in this game. I just don't see Seattle's offense moving the ball consistently. I don't see their defense slowing down our run game. And I think Seattle's offense will turn the ball over. As I mentioned before, the Niners have 20 interceptions in, or excuse me, 20 turnovers in the month of December. So um, you know, they're playing 
there we are peaking at the right time. The team is as is, is healthiest as it can be at this time of the season. And I, I just like where we're at. Ten game winning streak. We've already beat the Seahawks twice. Let's be real. If we lose to the Seahawks, it'd be a massive disappointment. It would be a complete failure. The only way I can see the Seahawks winning is if we just beat ourselves either with, with penalties um, or just multiple turnovers. And I just don't see that happening against this, this Seahawks defense. So clearly I think the Niners have some advantages and we'll see that on Saturday. I got the Niners winning this game 31 17. And I think it's, it'll be close in the first quarter, but I think the Niners will pull away um, in the second quarter and the quarters after that. So Appreciate everyone watching another episode with yours truly, Jay in the Bay. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Because if we're back next week, that means the 49ers have advanced to the next round of the playoffs. Everyone have a great weekend. Go Niners. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.